What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of The Size Up by National Fire Radio, because what you do off the job matters. And uh, happy 2024. This is our first episode of the new year, and it just so happens to be episode 50, which is kind of a cool coincidence, I guess. And I promised, uh, I rarely promise someone a specific uh, uh, episode, I guess is a good way to put it for it. But I promised uh, my guest today that he could be episode 50, like 12 episodes ago. So I, I owed it to him to, to do this. And it just so happened perfectly that it's it's starting a new year. So uh, without further ado, it's kind of weird, like I'm welcoming him, but I've been around him since he rolled out of bed at like 11 o'clock this morning on his winter break, uh, is my uh, number one son, Finn again. How are you today, Finn? I'm doing great, Dad. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's like we haven't spent the morning together, right? We're just yeah. gonna lie about it a little bit here. I haven't seen you in a long time. It's haven't been, it's been so long. We haven't since talked we, in a bit. Yeah, we haven't talked in forever. And if you're uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube, you can see uh, Finn and I are repping some new size up merch uh, that is not available for purchase. Uh, it was uh, a little holiday gift that I got for. Uh, the team behind the size up this year. So Finn and Declan, uh, my other son, who will eventually be on an episode, which should be quite interesting, don't you think? It's going to be a crazy one. It's going to be something else, right? But uh, for uh, Tracy, you know, my wife, and for Jeremy and uh, Sebi, you know, we all, everybody puts in work to make this podcast happen, including my family for allowing me to do it um, and kind of giving up some space in the house and, you know, all the other great things they do in the background. So we got some cool gear. So, you know, if you're checking it out, it's, I'm quite excited with it, actually. How about you? It looks great. I love it. Yeah. Some expensive Carhartt, too. It's pretty nice. Good material. Real nice, Finn. Some Real expensive. Nice. Some expensive Carhartt. But it is Carhartt, which is a great brand to go. They don't sponsor the podcast, though, buddy. So it doesn't help when you throw a, a shout out. I don't like Carhartt. <laughs> no, don't do that, though. We want them to sponsor the podcast. Please sponsor us, Carhartt. <laughs> Please. So it's cool because Finn has been watching me do the podcast since, you know, the, the first start. I really have to stop talking about that, too. Like, and then the reboot. And he's been like, Dad, what am I going to be on? You know, Mom's been on. And earlier today, I was like, hey, man, so what do you want to talk about today on the podcast? And we went through a couple topics. And I gave him some some pro tips, I guess. But in true, you know, he's my son. What, what did you tell me when I when I was asking you, what do you want to talk about? The wise ass part. What? Your answer back was what? Oh, he's like, I don't have a good memory. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have a good memory at 13. He's like, Dad, you're the host. You're supposed to be the one asking me the questions. And then I answer. Them. So like, how, how can you beat that when your kid is, is throwing them right back at you at 13? Yeah some comebacks i don't remember them after i say them though i just go down the drain so what's it like being 13 years old here in it's 2023 today but i guess we can just say 2024 let's let's start that route like what's it like being a kid at 13 what's it like being a kid at 13 that's a good question you know <laughs> um so i guess with like especially at my age social media is a big topic floating around and like rumors spread and stuff and when you're this age it's hard to figure out what to believe and 
stuff, I guess. And I guess that plays a big role in my age right now because lots of kids participate in social media and they're on these accounts and we're slowly learning stuff in this new age. So being like the first generation to grow up with this kind of social media and new technology, I guess that plays a really big part right now at where I'm at in life. Dude, it's like a proud dad moment answer right there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna timestamp that one. I should have actually been timestamping <laughs> that the whole time because that was a really good answer, buddy. But I think you're right in a few things, and I think you may be a little wrong in something. Yeah. Because listen adults are having issues understanding what's true on social media and what's not true um, when it comes down to it. So it's a big thing that we're all kind of learning. Um, and for you, I guess, I guess you could say like you're the first generation kind of growing up with social media. There were some kids that were, I, I would say, so Finn's 13, I guess if you're like 20, you kind of grew up with social media but it wasn't as in your face as it yeah. is now. It wasn't so front standing. It wasn't right? like it is today. Yeah. It's yeah. really like becoming something bigger now than it was back then. I guess. I think too. And, and something that I've noticed with you, buddy, and, and not just with you, but your generation too, though, is that because you have social media and all this information at your fingertips and, you know, the ability to communicate in so many different ways. I've noticed for you, you barely talk to anyone on the cell, on the phone. You basically text and snap and yeah. do all these other things that I don't even know about. Right. Yeah. But also just for me, I'm not really a big phone call texting person. <laughs> I like hanging out with my friends in person. Like I don't, I don't really know how some of these kids they're on their phone 24 7 texting their friends when they could be out with them or doing something else it feels a little weird to me because when I'm texting my friends I'm like how fast can I end this conversation so I don't have to be texting right now or how fast can I end this phone call so I don't have to be on the phone but do you think that's just you like you don't like to be on the phone or you don't like to be texting yeah. That's definitely just me because, I mean, I know some kids that they just love texting their friends and talking 24-7. And don't get me wrong, I love talking to my friends, but I'd much rather be in person. And I bet that goes for a lot of people, but the texting aspect of it is definitely not my favorite. I mean, I can tell you, when I was your age, I was on the phone with my friends from, like, the second I got home from school until Grandma and Poppy were like, go to bed, yeah, Bobby, go exactly. to bed. Like you're not that kid though. Like you're not, and it's a it's a a hot button topic in parenting. Obviously, is social media, and there are parents that we know whose kids are the same age as Finn. I think by this point at thirteen, you know, eighth grade ish, you have to relent at some point. I don't really think anyone is the only people you know that really aren't on social media. Either it's their choice or their parents have. Uh, yeah. removed them from social media, let's say. Pretty much. Uh, we've known some folks at this point, but <laughs> you get to a point where you have to trust your kids and you have to pay attention to what they're doing. And, you know, we definitely with Finn in the beginnings of all this, we're way more on top of what he's doing now, but we're still on top of it to the point that I know what he's posting about and who he's talking to. Um, but do you feel like uh, we're too much on top of that for you or is it just the right amount? You can... No, I think it's, I think it's just the right amount. Cause I feel like if you weren't 
knowing what I was doing most of the time or as much as you do now, it wouldn't be safe. And I think you've really given me the opportunity to let me be myself freely, but also explain to me some the right and wrong and what I should be doing and what I shouldn't. And like those parents who just don't care about what their kid is doing online, it's really not safe at that point. And I think having that perfect balance is what you really need. I think it's pretty interesting too. You you did use the word safety because I know in your your school, you know the the school district we we moved here for to send the boys to uh, it was one of the larger reasons we moved here, um, and they are really progressive in everything they do with the kids. I feel like at least, yeah. and you know that online safety was something that never would have really thought about years ago as much as we think about it now. But the fact that they're exposing the kids and we're exposing Finn to the dangers of social media, you know, it's, it's basically the equivalent of telling your kids to look both ways before they cross the street. Yeah. Like stranger danger. In school, coming back to that, we've had like multiple assemblies about cyberbullying and safety online. And we had a whole and in one of those assemblies, there was a whole segment about a catfish. And, you know, I think that was really crucial. And then also in my school, we have uh, every other Friday, we have things that we call sun lessons. That Stonebridge stands, stands united against bullying. So we talk about multiple topics for about an hour a day. We take an hour out of the school day to talk about some controversial topics or how to be a better person, how to take care of your community. And uh, social media and cyberbullying has definitely come up and the safety of it has definitely come up multiple times. It, it's so cool to hear. And, and granted, again, like I can go back to, you know, when I was his age, way, way in, as the boys tell me in olden times, you know, the eighties back then, and none of these things were ever. So like, yeah, we had an assembly, like someone would come in and talk to us about like, don't be a bully or, you know, don't do drugs. Uh, I'm trying to think like, it's like the egg commercial, like Jeremy and I have talked about that. This is your brain and this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> but I feel like what they're doing now with the kids is they're really making it relevant to them. Uh, and I think that's important for them to try to, you know, understand exactly what they have going on and how they have it going on. And it's a big deal. And, and, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm learning things from him when he comes home from these sun lessons or these, these uh, online safety lessons. Yeah. And I mean, also going back to the drug stuff in health class, that's mostly what we're talking about right now is the effects that drugs can have in your brain and the road that it takes you down if you start using them at this age or at all. And, you know, it really seems horrible what these people go through, but I think them pushing us to not use these drugs and showing us what can happen. It's really helping us in the long run for sure. Well, well, that's it too, when it comes to, you know, the realities of life, right? And I think, again, at 13, eighth grade, he's going to be going to high school next year. You know, these are things that these kids are seeing anyway, whether it be on TV, on the news, on social media, just when they're walking down the street or driving in the car. So explaining the ill effects of this to them in a very honest and open upfront way, at least I have hope it's going to do something in the future for your generation, or at least the kids that, that go to your school district, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, we just watched a video and it was this kid started using drugs, um, I think around eighth grade or freshman year and it flipped his life. He did a complete 180 and he became a horrible person and he couldn't stop and it, it ended up taking him to jail and he had lots of issues and we watched his whole story of how he went through this drug usage and how he got to the point that he was at and then he ended up going to rehab and he turned his life around but it really showed you what can happen if you're using these drugs and you get addicted and it was horrible to watch it's like that downfall right like you watched him it's what we call like circling the drain right and just it's gonna be i'm gonna it's it's only gonna do this today but then today becomes tomorrow and tomorrow becomes the next week and such and that's kind of how it works so exposing you know him being exposed to that to me is a great thing now I know his mom's going to listen to this episode and just think, Tracy, how many times we're like, hey, Finn, what'd you do in school today? Nothing. (laughs) Hey, buddy, what'd you learn today? Nothing. What'd you do? School stuff. But I just got this great, amazing dissertation in the last seven minutes. So maybe maybe we need a weekly (laughs) podcast. Like, hey, what are you going to tell me what you did in school this week, buddy? What did you learn to make you a better person? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I don't talk much when I get home from school. I'm doing homework or I'm <laughs> or I come back from rehearsal and it, I'm a little tired, you know, and Stress. it's all it's all clicking right now. It's, it's all clicking that you me. never it's all it's all coming back to you now. <laughs> Not in the you just jumped in the car after a day and yeah. I ask you some things right. I see how this goes, right? Yeah. But it's this fun relationship that I, I feel like I have with my my boys and Tracy has with the boys that you know, we want them to be open and upfront and honest with us about, you know, how they're feeling and what they're doing. And I feel like we've also exposed you guys to some of our lives that are going to make you a better person that maybe our parents didn't expose us to, but, you know, issues that Tracy and I have had in our relationship, you know, the boys are a part of our relationship as much as, as, as we are now, you know, we, we, we are definitely a family that does a lot of things together and it's just trying to, you know, Jimmy said it last week is trying to make your kids, you know, he said stronger, faster, kinder, or better than you and, and trying to raise, you know, I have two little boys who are turning into young men and I really don't want to F that up. Yeah, I mean, definitely when something happens, it's something major, you don't hide it from us. And I really like that aspect of it because knowing makes it a whole lot better when it's happening than finding out afterwards. And I think being able to trust you with this kind of stuff and I know that you'll tell me if something's happening, it makes me feel a whole lot better about myself and knowing that if anything does come up, I'm going to know about it and I don't have to worry. And I think that's really great. And it's such a challenge as parents, you know, Tracy and I have talked about this multiple times, you know, when we have something like Finn saying that does come up and it's the challenge is, is how are we going to tell them? When are we going to tell them? You know, Declan is, is three years younger than Finn. Um, so he's at a little bit of a different maturity level than Finn for sure. Um, so there's sometimes we have to tell Finn things first and tell him not to tell his younger brother. Um, or maybe we give Finn a little bit more of the story 
than we would Declan, uh, just because he's not ready to hear that. And I think that's a big part of being a parent too, is, is that juggling act that we do. Yeah. Deciding what you have to do and what's right and what's wrong is, it's a very big, um, I guess, what's the word? It's a very big responsibility. <laughs> it's a very big responsibility to take on. And, you know, you can't tell everybody everything. There's always going to be someone that knows more than you. And I think you just need to know that at some point they're doing it for the right reasons. And if you know that they're doing it for the right reasons, then you know that you can trust them for sure. And that's a whole nother thing too, right? Is that, and he just said it so eloquent. Like, again, it's like another proud parent moment here, buddy. But, you know, one of the things that I know Finn is thinking about in this kind of part of the conversation is, you know, when my mom got sick last year and we had to choose to, what to tell the boys at what point in her hospice care and her illness as to, you know, what they were going to know. And we started out kind of, I guess a good word is more gently about that grandma was really sick. And, you know, there was going to be someone staying in the house with her and, you know, it was going to be a little different. And then as her disease progressed, we started to give them more of the details as to what was going to happen um, over the course of, of her, her illness and her eventual passing. And I mean, most of my time was spent trying to figure out how I was going to tell their boys, my boys, that their grandma was going to pass away. And they were going to be a part of this to which choice they wanted to be, how far they wanted to be involved with it, and how removed they wanted to be involved. And Tracy and I were, were super impressed and proud of them and the way they acted through the whole, you know, her illness and her passing and uh, the funeral and the time after that. But a lot of that, I think, we think at least had to do with just our open and honest conversations. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was definitely a progressive process finding out what was going on and if I knew everything that was happening right away it would have been on my mind way too much and I don't think I would have been able to operate in school or outside of school knowing what was going on but also finding out later on it gave me the opportunity to really think about everything that happened before that and put it all together and knowing later really let me figure out everything that I wanted to do and how I wanted to go about this situation so I really applaud you for that and I thank you for letting me figure it out on my own and I mean also before you even told me at some point I had to put some pieces together sure. knowing that grandma was really sick and that she was probably going to die. I just didn't have it all figured out yet. And you really helped me through that process. And I thank you so much for that. But I mean, what are you going to do? You're my dad. You kind of got to. <laughs> well, you know, we could thank your mom too. Yeah. Mom definitely. We'll definitely thank mom too in that one. But you know, it's those things that you hear people say things like this and, and, you know, I, I didn't want this to go down such a, I guess, a dark path, but sometimes the size up does because that's a part of life, right? And it was a part of life that I experienced with Finn and with Declan and with Tracy, with my whole family. But being a dad and experiencing it with my boys, it, it made it 
especially being it was my mom, like as a parent to a parent to a parent, I guess is an easy way. It almost, I'm not going to say it made it easier for me, but it just made it more okay. It's an easy way to put it, right? Yeah, I mean, having everyone by each other's side there really helped so many people through what was going on. And without each other, there's no way we would have made it through this experience. Perfect, buddy. I think that that right there. Is, 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 and that's it, right? We all talk about family, whether it be, you know, the family. Oh, what do they say? And uh, what does Higgins say in the Christmas post and Ted in the Christmas toast in Ted Lasso? The family that you're born with or the family that you pick up along the way, right? The family that you're born with or the family that you get along the way. Yep. Like that. That's I think that you make along the way, right? There we go. We got a Ted Lasso line in this one because we are both super Ted Lasso fans. I got Ted Lasso Barbie doll for Christmas. 45 years old. So happy I got a Barbie doll. Never, never would have thought it would have happened in my life. But, but right, that family aspect of it, and whether they are the family that you're born with, or the family that you make along the way, these people are so important to you. And they're there for the good times and the bad. And I think that's something that we have to, when you're kind of judging your family or your friends, you know, if there's just folks that are there with you for the good times, and then when you're low or you're having a bad time and those people kind of disappear, are, are they really the ones you want in your life? Yeah, you definitely need someone who's always going to be there, there for you. And without those people in the bad times, you're not going to make it through the same. You're not going to make it through the same person that you started them as. And without people by your side, it's not going to be the same as it would be if those people were with you. I mean, friends and family are one of the most important things in my life. And I could never be the same person that I am today without the friends that I made along the way and without what they've done for me. And I'm really happy that I have these great friends by my side all the time. It's pretty cool too, because you've made some friends over your course of 13 years and some that, you know, we don't really talk to anymore just because, you know, you were way younger and, and we moved and things. But those friends that you made when you were way younger, they were important from you. It's like mommy said, there's a reason and a season for everyone and everything. Those people were important for you at that moment in their life, in your life. And you're going to have that as life goes on because daddy's definitely had it for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's friends that I don't talk to anymore or I'm start to distance myself and it's not anything that they've done wrong or anything that I've done wrong but at some point there's some people who change and there's some people who you don't need by your side anymore but those people you know that they helped you through a part in your life and I know that without some of them I wouldn't have been the same person that I am and even if you don't talk anymore you still have respect for them and you still have respect for what they did for you. And that's a really important thing to think about. I think I'm going to quit podcasting and just let this kid talk for the rest of the time on it. Cause I mean, yeah, I got nothing for you on that one, buddy. You just, you just laid it out there for me, man. Mm -hmm. I was trying to make this like family and friends transition and you did it for me almost. Like, <laughs> but I think, I, I think this is it. Like what Finn's saying here and, and, you know, that this family and friends thing is so important. And for us, it's important. Obviously, my relationship with Finn is, is 
like the single most important one in my life, like, sorry, Tracy. And I think Tracy would agree with me too, that our relationship with Wolfpin and Dex, you know, they're, they're equal in this, you know, and, and we get to experience life with them. And for 13 years now, I've gotten to experience life through Finn's eyes, whether it be, you know, the magic of Christmas, um, even though the, the pitter patter of little feet has turned into uh, slamming of feet on Christmas morning. Uh, Finn did me a favor. He made it till 7 a.m. this morning before, you know, 7 a.m. before he went downstairs to run down to see what Santa brought and took off before I was even out of bed, I think. But... I woke up three times before that and I said, I'm going back to sleep now because I'm not getting in trouble. That's my boy, not getting in trouble. 1 a.m., 3 a.m., and 5 a.m. And then I waited it out. Oh my God, at 5 a.m., I would have killed you. But anyway. <laughs> But you 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 grow up through this and you get to experience these things. And, and we've been so, Tracy and I consider ourselves fortunate to be parents, to be the boys' parents and experience these things with them. And, you know, 2023 was a big year for us because we, we for, for the boys especially, it was their first time, you know, going on a trip overseas with our, yeah. our big Iceland adventure, um, which was planned, you know, believe it or not, people ask a lot about like, how'd you pick Iceland? And it goes back to... Tracy and Pip like dating days in my rookie firefighter apartment room and seeing you could go to Iceland for dirt cheap at the time. Um, and we never went and we just talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And we never went. And finally it was like, Hey boys, you want to go to Iceland? How was it? You can't shake your head up and down. Well, okay, hear that. It was amazing. I mean, <laughs> I loved it. When they first brought it up at the dinner table, I was like, that's a little odd. I don't know about that one. But after going on this trip, it really it really showed me that there's some amazing and beautiful and special places out there. And it was really a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, for me, at this age, you see these kids and they're like, I've gone to Disney World 26 times. I'm going back three times this year. I've been to Hawaii five times. And those are the only places I've ever been aside from New Jersey. And it's like, how? How do you do that multiple times? How can you experience that knowing that there's these beautiful countries and these odd places that you can go and experience these things that you're never going to see again? I mean, I never thought that I would be going inside an ice cave in Iceland or see a geyser. And it was one of the most amazing and beautiful experiences that I've ever had in my life. And I saw so many waterfalls and beautiful plains and mountains, and I couldn't believe my eyes. It was amazing. It no was... forest, though. No forest no in Iceland. Forest. If, you're stuck, if you're lost in a forest in Iceland, you stand up. <laughs> but, I mean, it was better than looking at Disney World and seeing all these rides in front of your eyes. I would have rather been staring at this waterfall for 12 hours while you were waiting in line for Space Mountain or something. It really, Iceland really was an amazing place. And, you know, Tracy and I had talked about going there for almost 20 years and didn't even realize just how, like, I guess life-changing is a good way to put it, even for us. You know, when you hear Finn at 13 talking about it, you know, he he's not lying. Like, it was just so beautiful. And I, I highly recommend going there at least once for sure. Yeah. Um, we know we want to go back and we're going to do things a little differently when we go back, I think. Um, but just 
everything we did there was so meaningful and you know you talk about things especially with kids like core memories and look we we've done the disney thing you've been there three times i think so i mean i definitely want to go back to disney <laughs> we were it's, going back to this it's, it's a it's a great place and i mean since i went there they've added a lot but i mean we're only doing star compare. wars when we go back it doesn't compare. we're just going to galaxy <laughs> quest <laughs> but it doesn't compare to everything else for sure and it was cool too because what i think finn finn really said it way eloquent more eloquently than i am now but it was what we saw there you know it wasn't a ride like space mountain it was this amazing naturally occurring waterfall mm -hmm. um it was a geyser that just kept erupting in front of us yeah. Um, and I think too, something that, that I know I took away from that trip too, was all the people we interacted with there, all the Icelandic folks, um, all had this just great way of talking about their country with, with great pride, even in the things that they didn't like, they still talked about with pride because it was still something positive for Iceland. I think. Definitely. I mean, they know that they're starting to become more of a tourist country, but they know they're not completely on the map right now, but everyone there is so kind and they love their country so much. And it's really amazing the people that you can meet there. And I was so surprised when I went there of how kind the people were and how everyone you met could walk right up to you, start a conversation, and then you could leave and they would remember you forever and it'd well, be great i i think too though with that too also the people we met there from america or <laughs> not even just from america we met some aussies you know we met some folks from from all over our country uh, from all over the world essentially that were vacationing there but it was they were just as cool yeah. as the people who lived there right yeah definitely i mean people from all around the world you go to iceland it's like you're a different person you know <laughs> It really, it really opens you up. And I think that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't know. Well, maybe I'm exaggerating this a little bit, but you definitely change when you go there and everything is so peaceful. It's not as quick as it is here. And it was amazing. Except on the Northern Lights tour. Except on the Northern Lights tour. <laughs> in the dark. In a bus, speeding in the dark. Multiple K-turns. <laughs> so, so i have found an itinerary <laughs> i'm just gonna go talk with my colleagues we were sitting in a bus for two hours not moving stationary and he's talking to his colleagues and then we go so so you go to iceland right and the northern lights are a humongous attraction there, this right? is the best picture i'm ever going to death guys oh, yeah, don't, yeah. you're, you're blowing people's ears out that are running right now listening to this right so so we do the northern lights tour and we get picked up in our little mini bus with our driver whose name i can't pronounce or remember at this point but you know you're not guaranteed to see the northern lights right they're a naturally occurring phenomena but you have folks that are like northern lights hunters and our driver definitely was a northern lights hunter it was not his first night on the job and it was not predicted to be this amazing northern lights night that we went out but you're still going and he, he was they were very honest i mean icelandic people were honest everyone we met was honest about it very honest and he was trying to get us to see these northern lights and when i mean we spent six hours in a minibus driving in the dark because you start your tour at like 10 o'clock at night or so nine o'clock at night when it's already super dark 
I don't even know. We we I was like we we just decided to start having fun with it and being like we are never getting back to our hotel tonight, and we're crisscrossing around. And he's like, I'm gonna go to the north. No no no, my colleague called me. We go to the west. K turn, <laughs> flying down this road, flying down this road. You can't see anything. You see jack shit there. I just made it explicit this episode, but who cares? Nothing. And then all of a sudden, he got like super stoked. super excited like super oh excited goodness. and we drove even faster and the roads got even windier and i don't even think he had the van in park and he was already out of it grabbing his camera and he's like come follow me and like off we go down a dirt path declan took off of like it's 1 a.m and we're following this man into the pitch dark yeah. land of iceland i mean i'm pretty good at impressions and <laughs> if you can imagine you're sweating in the back of a bus crammed in between three four other people you're this guy's screaming over the bus intercom and he goes this is what he says guys this is going to be the best picture i've ever taken guys we're going to the waterfall okay come on guys come on and you get out of the bus you're sweating you're tired it's freezing out there and you see this guy with his tripod and his camera running down a hill. And he says, this is going to be the best picture he's ever took. And you look into the sky and you see, you see nothing. And then so our night on the, on the Northern lights, they, they, they were not dancing for us. And the sky uh, looks really white, like, which was cool at night to see the, the sky looking really white, but with this guy's camera, he was actually able to get it. So it's an entire green background. Like the, the sky was filled with light. We just couldn't yeah. see it the way it was. Um, but the adventure was half the, was made it half the fun. That was, like, it was a pretty crazy night. And he really wanted to see those Northern Lights. And I congratulate him for <laughs> spending all this time in a bus driving however fast he was going down every single road it was really fast like I, there was times where i was like oh my god put your seatbelts on everyone put your seatbelts on yeah at one point we passed one of the speed limit signs and that like bl blinks at when you're going too fast and this one just had a frowny face in red i've never seen a frowny face before but i'm like well we really must be going fast it was pretty fast but i think i think too taking the boys you know overseas at at a younger age uh, it exposed them to different cultures, obviously very different than than the United States. Um, and I know we want to go back to other places and I know they want to go back to other places. And I'm excited to see if they find some kind of off the beaten track places that maybe we can travel to at some point. Right. Yeah. I mean, going to these different places that you tell your friends and they're like, you're going where? And then you're like, oh, I'm going to Iceland and I mean but they don't especially at my age when they first brought it up I was like this is very out of the ordinary I don't know about this I'd rather go to a more popular destination but after this trip it really opened my eyes to these smaller places that you can go and have 10 times more fun and 10 times a better experience than if you were going to a more popular tourist destination, I guess. I think too, what we're kind of into, or at least I'm into, and I think the boys are into it and, and Tracy just kind of, you know, flows along with us when we go though, is kind of like adventure tourism a little bit too, where we like to do things, right? Like I like to be out with the boys hiking, 
or going on some kind of a zip lining adventure. We did that last year or two years ago, just as a little guy's trip where we did a, a zip lining trip. And I think that Iceland had a little bit of everything in it. It had the touristy stuff. It had the adventure. Um, we've definitely found some more adventures that we want to go on there the next time we go. But that makes it even more fun to be able to do something that you wouldn't normally do at home, like go hike into a glacier, right? Yeah. Um, Iceland also has some great food. That was a big highlight. Amazing food there. And I didn't even think that, like, yeah, that's another good one. So, like, Tracy and I are kind of, we're not foodies, but we really like to eat. So, I guess we are foodies. And it's been cool to introduce the boys to that end of our life, too. And it wasn't something we started doing at a very young age because, you know, it's chicken fingers and uh, fries and cheeseburgers. And it's still chicken fingers and fries and cheeseburgers. Sometimes. Sometimes, most of the time. But, you know, we tried to get them out to dinner um we we there's kind of a like a chain fancier restaurant near us here called seasons 52 and uh we started maybe like four years ago i'd say we do like fancy dinner where we would go there and get a little more dressy and introduce the boys to things that aren't necessarily uh chicken fingers and grilled cheese although yeah. it doesn't always work when you're out there they um, a flatbread pizza at seasons 52 <laughs> they do a, they do a flatbread pizza there that Finn's a big fan of. But you know, we we've tried to introduce them to these things, and Iceland was the first time uh, we did a walking food tour of Reykjavik, the capital, and uh, it was pretty epic, right? It was pretty amazing. There was a lot of great food that we ate, and our tour guide was amazing too. But do you think you you probably wouldn't? I probably couldn't have convinced you to eat half that stuff, right? No, probably not. I mean, if you just gave me that and said, here, you want to try this, and we weren't on a tour with a bunch of other people, I probably would have said no. But everything was so good. We had lots of seafood. We had a really good stew. Uh, we did have, um, uh, I cannot, not pickled, uh, what was it, the shark? Oh, fermented Fermented shark, shark uh, which was an experience, but hey, you're in Iceland, and they basically, he basically peer pressured the boys to doing it, where like, you know, you're going to be a Viking now if you do this, right, Finn? Yeah, but it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was gross. It was, I mean, maybe not for you, but it was pretty bad. And you had to chew it a certain amount. How many times? Five times. Five times. You had to chew it five times. This is all from our tour guide, who was amazing. Finn was very right that he, he was a great tour guide. And, and again, we met some great people from the U.K., uh, we met a group of ladies from from California, from the Los Angeles area, and they could be listening. They could be listening right now because we saw them every day in Iceland. Not even in the city. We were out two hours away looking at things, and there is these ladies on their tour doing the same thing we are. So, and then we saw them in the city too. And then we saw them in the city too, obviously. But you know, I just think it was it was a fun time, and I was excited to travel with you and get overseas. And I'm kind of looking forward to the next one um which we're kind of already planning right next one's gonna be a big one uh when, when we go see our buddy jared mann over in australia hopefully this time next year so you know that, that's a big one so that's like the biggest one ever what's that Bob? pretty large one it's a large pretty large one. one it's a pretty large one but it's fun right experiencing things and I, i've said this you know and i said it when we went to disney and finn was fairly young at the time uh tracy you know, Declan was even younger. Declan was really little when we went and people are like, well, why, why are you bringing your kids there? And it was to experience Disney through their eyes at that age. 
And it was really, it was amazing to be with, with Finn and with Declan there and just seeing them light up at the thing. So obviously we go back now and I can experience it through their eyes now um, where we're kind of on the same page when it comes to things like Star Wars and Avengers and things like that. But it's fun. But I mean, yeah, especially at that young age and you're seeing all this stuff for the first time. It's really great. You think Disney's the greatest place in the world when you go there and you're having so much fun. And I think it definitely is a very big experience for like younger kids. And I think it was pretty great going there at that age. Definitely. But I think going back again, it would it would be much different, but it would still be you're always going to have fun there no matter what. And oh, I think that's a I think that's a great aspect to it for sure. But I think too, that's something that we try to always do. You know, it's very easy to be anywhere, whether you're at a restaurant, whether you're on vacation, you know, that night on the Northern Lights tour. I mean, we all got into each other a little bit because six hours in the back of a bus late at night is just not fun. But, you know, we rallied back quite rapidly because you always have to make you always have to find the positive, right? The silver lining and everything on whether it be on vacation, whether it be in, in a part of your life. And I think as a family, that's something that we try to remind each other of a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're going to have rough patches in life, but yeah, you can't dwell on them, I guess. I mean, lots of people say this, but you really can't or else it's going to ruin you at some point. And looking at the positive is going to help you through life a lot more than you think it will, for sure. So there we go, right? There's my my son, and that was not like a paid line or anything, but dropping that positivity, positivity line, right? Because, you know, Finn has grown up with a dad who has kind of put himself out there on the social media ways, you know, he was... Uh, three when I got involved with 555. Um, and he got to see kind of the growth of that. He got to see me succeed. He got to see me fail. He's been part of the highs. He's been part of the lows. Um, obviously, when he was younger, he didn't quite understand it all. Um, he got to see the podcast kind of come along to where we are now. And trying to stay as positive as possible has been one of my like life missions. And it's not always the easiest thing, and I don't always succeed, but it's trying to find that positivity in each thing that comes up in life. And that's what I like to promote, you know, that mm -hmm. aggressively positive attitude that Ryan and I used to speak about all the time. Yeah, you definitely want to stay as positive as you can. And I mean, when it comes to other people and trying to stay positive when it's a situation with a different person you always have to be or strive to be the bigger person because if you're acting just like they are and you know that they're not doing something right you're gonna fall to their standard and you know that's something that you don't want so you need to act but you need to act and be the bigger person and not fall to their level and you know what they're doing isn't right but you can't let that get to you and you need to take the opportunities that you're given and really use them to your greatest advantage and stay positive at all times 
buddy, like, I can't believe you're my kid. Like, what did I do to get you to say all these things? Like, I swear I'm not paying them at all. This is just, you know, I gave him a, a sweatshirt this Christmas for this, but you're just wrecking it out, man. And, you know, uh, it's no secret that I'm like a super proud dad and, and proud of my kids and their successes. And I think, you know, something that's worth kind of talking about is your success up on the stage, buddy, because, you know, you're, you've been really successful in plays and now with School of Rock and you put in a lot of the work on the back end. I cannot sing um, at all. I try and they tell me not to. Um, I can talk. We all know that. But, you know, I've gotten to watch Finn act in several plays now and perform in several School of Rock shows. And he just, it's like your natural habitat is that stage. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love being on the stage so much and um if someone wants to ask me um what do you feel what do you think being high feels like I would give them the exact uh, I would tell them it feels like what I feel like when I'm on stage because when I start performing it feels like nothing can stop me and that I'm free I'm not thinking about school or friends or anything else and I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing I guess I'm not even in the moment I'm kind of somewhere else and my body and my mouth is just doing its thing I guess but it feels so great and I never I never want to give that feeling up I want to have it all the time and that's why I really strive to be on Broadway at some point or be an actor at some point because that feeling really helps me through some hard times. And I think without these shows that I'm doing, I wouldn't be able to get through these tough times. I mean, my first play after my grandmother's passing, it really changed me and helped me through the experience that I was going through. And I think without that, I wouldn't have been able to make it through like I did. Well, you definitely would have made it through, but it would have been a little bit different, right? And it's pretty amazing, too, because, you know, Finn has done like a lot of things, like kids try different things. You know, he's done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with, with Ricardo, one of our former guests. Um, he's had success in cross-country running. He's had success in school with different uh, achievements and grades and art. Um, he's had success on the lacrosse field, you know, and you, you watch him do all these things, and, and you watch your kids, and then now, there's no lie. We're all living our lives through our kids' eyes in a way because that that's, you know, part of what it is. But it's so different when we see him on that stage. And the first major play he was in, I just sat there flabbergasted while watching it the first night and watching him dance and sing and act and become this character. And at one point, Tracy like leaned over to me and she was crying and she's like, that's our son. And I'm like, I know. And I had nothing else because you just see him in this, this role and just all the work that he and the whole cast puts in and it all comes together, but he's like a different person up there. Yeah. I'm around 99.99999% sure that nothing I will ever do will compare to doing these plays and shows. And I do agree, I turn into a much different person. And I don't know how that happens. I don't know why it happens. 
but it really changes me and it I it's an amazing experience and I love doing it and I couldn't be the same person without it and I love it so much I really do it's so cool though when I get to hear you say that because you know dude you're 13 years old and you you really do love it and you really do put in the work you know like he's at home and he's practicing his lines for the play or the songs that he's got to sing for a school of rock you know he's downstairs banging on his drums or playing on the piano you know all of these things in the arts that you need to do to be successful in the future and and finn has no idea what where or who he's going to be in a few years or where he's going to go but he has his eyes set on this dream of you know broadway obviously is the the top of the the theater yeah. pecking order i guess and who knows what course he'll take to get there or if he may or may not get there but the focus that he has now is probably just unreal that at least he's, he's trying to chase that goal yeah, I really want to get there, and I'm willing to do a lot of things to get there. And I think even if it takes a while or I don't get there at all, the experience and the road that I've taken to try and get there or to get there has been better, and it has made me a better person, and it's been a great experience no matter what. And I think I'm going to keep that attitude throughout this whole throughout my whole life you know even if you don't get to the point that you're trying to strive to the road that you took to get there is what really matters and that's a huge part of it too because now you know Finn as he's getting a little bit older and really getting into this you know we're uh, starting to allow him to audition for more things and more opportunities are coming towards him but these opportunities aren't just being handed to him, you know? And I think that's what we're going to see here in 2024 is you trying for more things, maybe not always getting them, but how you bounce back, because that's a really big part too, right? Because look, let's face it, whether you're 13 years old or you're 45 years old, rejection sucks, right? It sucks in every way, shape or form, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be in trying to get a job, whether it be in trying to get a part, when they're trying to be to get sponsors for this podcast, I mean, way more people have said no, and it kind of sucks. And so I think watching Finn go through these auditions and this process, and then bounce back after it for the next one is, is going to be a, a cool thing for this year for him. And obviously, we're going to be here for him because it's going to suck. But, you know, I think he'll be all right. Definitely. I mean, I'm going to I know that I'm going to get rejected sometimes and that not everything's going to go my way, but I can't let that get me down. I need to take that in stride almost and figure out what I can do to do better and then get the next one and show them and show everyone that I guess I can do this and that even those rejections are what led me to finally getting somewhere and i hope that's what happens honestly i hope i well, it's definitely going to happen right not everybody's perfect in yeah, everything they do that, the route that i take there is what it makes me better well for sure because you're going to pick up things along the way like you already have with the shows that you've been in and the roles that you've been cast for um and you've learned things you know and it's really an interesting thing that finn when he does a play he is like all about being the character and all about dancing around and building up to it. 
in School of Rock, he's the lead singer. And he's grown, I feel like he was more natural in a play than he was just standing there with a microphone singing. But he's growing into taking that role of School of Rock and becoming a rock star. Um, where in an interesting flip of events, his brother gets up on the stage at School of Rock and literally just he is a rock star. Like it's it's quite he's way it's just a natural thing for him. Where that wasn't necessarily natural for Finn, but he's starting to get more and more natural with it, I feel like. Yeah. Declan is a hundred percent natural up on that stage. I don't know how he does it, but I am never going to get to the point where he's at in School of Rock. And it's really great watching him and knowing that he has so much pure talent that he's going off of. And it's really great to watch him. And I love it so much. I have no idea where that came from either, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so that's a big thing in 2024 we got is, is more plays and more school of rock shows and hopefully maybe some, some musical tours. We'll have to see though. We can't really, we don't know yet. We have, we have auditions coming up. So, but, you know, we have those kinds of things going on this year. Um, we got our boys from Wrexham. Finn's rocking out his Ollie Palmer hat. We'll tag him in this in the, in the 1864 yeah. WXM clothing line, right? Got it yesterday for Christmas. That's it, man. Wrexham had a big win today, big Boxing Day win, because it is actually Boxing Day today. Boxing Day. So yeah. they had a big win, big 1-0 win. But we got our boys from Wrexham, you know. We got some trips planned to go down under to see our, our pals over there. And then you have your last year of middle school to finish up here uh, yeah it's I kind of a big deal we go to high school kind of nervous yeah <laughs> did you see so if you if you're still listening here at the 51 minute mark right finn just changed that became like the oh my god i'm nervous <laughs> not nervous about anything else talking to however many you know thousands of people are listening to this but we said go to high school and he's like it's yeah. a big deal though and you should be nervous I feel like it's a big step in life yeah I'm definitely nervous but all these people that I know in high school they all tell me that it's one of the greatest things that ever happened to them and that it's so different from middle school and that they love it so much so I guess I'm definitely nervous but I'm looking forward to it at the same time because I've heard so many great things about it and I'm excited for the theater program and choir because I've heard so many amazing things and I'm really looking forward to it but I, I'm going to tell you right now I'm definitely very nervous for it. But that's good, right? It's good to be nervous about anything that's new, right? Anything that's coming up in life. Like that kind of, it's going to keep you on your toes, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to just be the one here keeping you on your toes. I want you keeping yeah. yourself on your toes, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm thinking about it right now. It's like, I'm thinking high school starts right now, you know, in school and these grades that I'm getting and I really got to do good because they're I, the teachers are always like, we're going to prepare you for college and high school, and they're not going to let this slide in high school. And it's like, and or when you're in third grade, it's like, when you go to middle school, they're not going to let this happen. So we're preparing you. But And you think, oh, man, they're just saying that to say it. But they're telling you the truth. They're really preparing me for what's to come. And I'm taking a high school level math class right now. I'm in algebra and at one point I wasn't doing so good and 
I looked at what I was doing wrong and I looked at these quizzes and these grades that I was getting and I was like, I'm making very silly mistakes. So I said, I need to take more time and I need to pay attention. And it really changed me. And I went from a 72 average to an 85 in two weeks. And I know it's kind of stupid because I'm in Got middle that from school. Me. Got that from me. I know it's stupid, but I'm in, cause I'm in middle school, but I'm really preparing now and I'm saying to myself, if I'm doing good right now, I will be ready and I don't have anything to worry about. I can still be nervous, but I don't have to worry. And I know that I'm going to be ready when the first day of freshman year comes. But see, buddy, it's it's not stupid, right? Because it's kind of odd the way their math grades work. And, and Finn got, you know, the tests are very, uh, they put a lot of weight on tests. And he didn't fail a test. He just didn't do great on a test. So it dropped his average down. And, you know, we talked about it and he took it seriously. Right. And that's a big part of life. He took the responsibility for his own you know, shortcomings on that one test and looked at it and sought out the help he needed and fixed it himself. And we were here for him. You know, there was talk of, you know, if we need to get you a, a tutor or if you need more help, you know, I, I could not help him with his test at all because that's just not my gig. Um, but we really took it like head on, I think. And I think that's a big thing for you. And I agree yeah. with what his teachers are doing. They're preparing him for the next step. And we all have to be out there preparing ourselves for that next step, whether it be school, job, uh, work, anything like that. And mom is texting us. So she wants to know what we're doing right now. No one's answering. <laughs> Just text her that we're doing a podcast here. This is what you get when you get a family podcast. The other one is downstairs building a gajillion piece of Lego he got for Christmas that he could be done with by now. But that's it, right? It's, it's being prepared for that next step. That's so important. And again, I praise our school district. You know, I'll chat them out. You know, the Upper Freehold Regional School District. Yeah. Like Finn said, third grade, they were talking about middle school already. It starts at fifth grade. You know, in sixth grade, they were talking about high school, you know, and I think in high school, they're going to start talking about college because if you're just letting folks go along sailing in life, oh, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. It's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, you see these kids grades in my school and it's like they're having 60 averages in every class right now. And it's not going to help you at all. It's not going to help you in the long run. And they're not going to be and I I know that they're not going to be ready for when that day comes of high school. And I really hope that it's not going to stay like that. And preparing now is what's going to make you better when that day comes. You know, he just cares about everyone. It's, it's again, this whole episode has been just like me sitting here. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're, if you're listening to your car, just tune on on YouTube a little bit. Cause I've looked at Finn a couple of times when him, he was talking and I, I I just know that like I have the proud parent look on me right now like of just oh my god that's my son. Like I'm so happy we did this episode Finn, are you? Oh, I'm very happy. I know I you've been how, you've been wanting to do it for a while. And you did really good. I know you were a little worried about it, but I think you know you got a lot of you out there to folks and that's a big part of coming on the on any podcast is trying to get a little bit of the authentic you out to the listeners because they can learn something from you. Yeah. And you know, I really hope a lot of you you know, got something from Finn today. And if you have some kids, let them listen to it because I think it's important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, very well said. I don't really have anything else to say about that one. 
kind of my flow kind of just stopped it happens though right so so that's a hard part of doing podcasts right sometimes you lose your flow and then you're like oh what do i do like if you've gone back and listened there's been times where i'm like oh man i totally forgot what i was gonna get at with that and it it becomes a challenge but it's also part of the fun of doing it so i think you know we'll get some more in here we definitely got some great sound bites so that's for sure so mom will be proud when she listens yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Did you tell her we're doing a podcast? Oh, Dex yeah, is telling. Dex actually texted her back too. So she's so. asking about like my songs and stuff. Oh, but geez. the pressure's on for mom. You did practice already today. Practiced already today. All right. So as we wrap up, Finn, and we do all things good, you've kind of already done the size up 10, uh, but oh, I changed a little bit for 2024 here. So we got a little change in there. So we're going to hit the size up 10 before we, we sign off. You ready? Yeah. All right. Beach or mountains? beach definitely a surf kid right there night out or night in you heard me talk about this last time we did this what season is it can it be like any season i want sure pick a season okay summer night out if it was winter night in oh there you go okay that's how you base it in 13 year old world i want to be out in the cold a good book or a good movie finn good movie for sure yeah finn's seen some pretty cool movies too i gotta i gotta say i'm proud of his movie knowledge cross-country road trip who is your celebrity co-pilot there's a lot of actors that i look up to and i really love um jk simmons work and i would love to talk to him about that so definitely him what movie was he in uh j jonah jameson from spider-man oh okay oh, gotcha. he was in whiplash fletcher gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha okay cool. i love his work that's a good one for sure Finn. Do you make your bed every day? No, he had he had this talk with me like the other week, and he's like, uh, "If you make your bed every morning, then you've at least accomplished something today." And I mean, it's really great, but I don't remember to do it, and I don't make it. I'm not gonna remember to do it. We're gonna work on this. Give me a favorite book, buddy. Favorite book. Night books by uh, I think it's J. A. White. For sure. I read that over the summer. I don't know if that's the author's name, but I read that over the summer and it's an amazing book. Definitely the first of its kind that I read, but it was pretty great. I love that. Cool. Finn just read The Outsiders, which I thought was pretty cool too, because that's one of my favorites from back in the day. So, and he had already seen the movie. So, you know, he knows, he knows to stay golden pony boy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where am I at here? You really don't even, highways or back roads, which one would you rather be in? Highway? I throw up. <laughs> It gets, it's, it's it gets hot in the back of the car. It gets pretty hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this kid. Give me a bucket list place to visit, buddy. Australia. I was going to say you can't say Australia because okay. we pretty much know we're going. There. Venice, Italy. Venice, Italy. I have not been to Venice, so that would be pretty cool. Yeah. All Venice. right. We can do that because we're definitely hitting Italy in the next couple of years. So yeah. we'll hit Venice for sure. Football. Or football. Football. Of course, man. We're all go Wrexham, right? Yeah, definitely. And again, so so um welcome to Wrexham. You know, Finn and I were Ted Lasso fans, and then welcome to Wrexham started, and then we picked up following following the Red Dragons as our football club, which it, the whole story's been great, right? Yeah, it's a really great story of what 
Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney did for them. I mean, you would think they're just these famous guys coming in with money and they're just going to buy the team and do nothing, but they really changed the team for the better and they love that team so much and it's amazing to watch and it's amazing to see the team grow and progress how they have today. And Not just the a, team, but the what? what else besides the team? And the fans and the town and the whole community of Wrexham. It's really great to watch. Yeah, I think I think great that's show. the cool part for 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 me for welcome to Wrexham for sure yeah. is is watching just the town rally around yeah. that and and you know not even knowing their story before this but hearing it all now has just been <laughs> see the boy can sing see he's he's right in with the song there I didn't even think we'd get you to sing on this one but you <laughs> just crushed it with the song right there from what are they the Declan I don't know it's like Declan. Yeah, that's the name of the band because it's, it's like Declan. Declan something. Yeah, that's know. who sings it. All right. Yeah, maybe that's it. Anyway, all right, last one, man. And and again, we're just gonna go with the best advice you could give. It's normally to your younger self, but maybe I mean, if you think about something you could say to your younger self, you've given loads of good advice, Finn. Yeah, so if you yeah. want to just end it at what you've given, say be like, go back and listen to this podcast. Yeah, but, I think I think just go back and listen. Yeah, definitely. I've I've said a lot of inspirational stuff this. <laughs> This time around, you know, you definitely way more than the last time we played around babies, but yeah, you know, and best advice, I think it would just be look at the positive and you got to fight through everything. You can't let anything get you down and you're always going to every experience, there's going to be something positive that comes out of it. And you just need to make sure that you know that that's what's going to happen. Dude, I love it. I love it, man. Thank you very much for coming on with me today, buddy. Thank I'm you very, for having me. I'm very happy we did this. I didn't know how it was going to go. And I was like, you know, people are going to be like, ah, he just he couldn't find a guest. <laughs> so we threw a son on there. Like, and maybe that was part of it too. No, um, but yeah. you know, you did an excellent job, man. And yeah. I'm really proud of you. And I'm really excited to see where, you know, your life goes. Yeah. I get to experience it every day with you. It's so nice. I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry this time, but you know, thank you for coming on. Thank you to everyone for listening, man. And let's just, let's have this, you know, great 2024. I yeah. think that's, you know, and everybody says that every year, like, oh, let's have a great year. And you're right, you should. But I feel like 2024 is going to be a big year uh, for so many people, including Finn, hopefully for the podcast and National Fire Radio here, and hopefully for all of you listening. So thank you again for tuning in for the Size Up by National Fire Radio. This is Pip. Because what you do off the job matters. National Fire Radio.